Today on Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. There's no shame in asking for help if you need help. There is shame in saying, I don't need any help, when in fact you do. That's a shameful thing, right? To just lie about it? Oh, no, I got this. When you know you don't. You don't have a clue what you're doing. You just don't want anybody to know. No, that's shameful. Man or woman, that's shameful. If you need help, speak up. Walk in humility, acknowledge. This is too big for me. This is too complicated for me. Asking for help is difficult to do at any age. We want to prove to the world and even God that we can do anything on our own. We're reminded today, however, that we can't do it all. When those moments of weakness come along, Pastor Robert reminds us that it's okay to seek assistance, especially from God. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert in the book of James, chapter 3, verse 3, with today's study. The Bible also seems to say that the tongue is able to influence the heart. That's fascinating to me. Look back at it with me. James 3, verse 3. Continuing in our chapter here, he says, Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they're turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. James was affirming what Jesus taught. A good tree bears good fruit. A fresh water spring yields fresh water. And a heart that is alive with the Spirit of God will bring forth blessing with the tongue. Words are powerful. Words are so powerful. You know, one of the most helpful sermons I think I've ever heard was given by Pastor Ken Graves of Calvary Chapel, Bangor, Maine, several years ago on the subject of fathers blessing their sons. He taught on men being men. And he shared about telling his own son at one point, his own teenage son, saying to him, you're a man. And he said, you know, we've lost that in our modern culture. We don't, we don't confer the blessing of manhood on our sons like they did in the old days. And they're, they're missing out. It's a significant thing. Conferring upon them manhood, you're a man. And he did this great teaching about how in the Bible you only find boys, girls, men and women. 
We've invented this whole idea of adolescence and being a teenager, and, and you know how teenagers are. And he's like, that's not biblical. That's nowhere in the Bible. That's something we made up after the Second World War. It didn't even start until then. Up until then, if you were, a, you know, you're a little boy, and then all of a sudden you put some muscle on, and you begin growing, and you can do the, you know, you can carry the same weight that the men carry, well, then you're a man. Pick it up. Go to work. And that was the attitude. And he said, we've, now we've invented tweenies. They're neither boys nor men. They're tweenies. But there are no tweenies in the Bible. And we need to tell our little boys, as they start becoming men, you're a man. And we need to help them into that. Right? I had that conversation with David, with my son, when, when he was 13 years old. He went with me. He heard that teaching. So I talked with him about it afterward. And I said, you know, I understand that there are things that you're not going to know how to handle. But here's what a man does. A man accepts responsibility and says, okay, I'm not really sure how to do that. Dad, could you help me with that? There's no shame in asking for help if you need help. There is shame in saying, I don't need any help, when in fact you do. That's a shameful thing, right? To just lie about it? Oh, no, I got this. When you know you don't. You don't have a clue what you're doing. You just don't want anybody to know. No, that's shameful. Man or woman, that's shameful. If you need help, speak up. Walk in humility, acknowledge. This is too big for me. This is too complicated for me. This is way too much work. You know, I asked my wife to describe the difference between girls and women, and, and immediately this title came to her mind. It's a, a book that describes the difference between little girls and big girls, she says. It's called Big Girls Don't Whine by Jan Silvius. She gave me a quote from the book. When you find the big girl inside, you find the person who feels at home in her own skin, who accepts her circumstances as the place of God's pleasure and who has the skills to maneuver through this life with wisdom from above. You find the woman who can live life with purpose and passion. That's what this life with God is all about. You see, what, what separates little girls and little boys from men and women is the acceptance of responsibility rather than acting the victim of what others do or don't do for us. I spent a lot of years just making excuses for myself. It was somebody else's fault. Rather than just accepting responsibility and learning and growing and if I needed help, asking for help. Jesus gives us the only perfect example of manhood and you know, many have taught that he was just a weak, passive man of peace. But while he is the man of peace, he's also the Lord of the armies of heaven. He said in Matthew 10, 34, do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And in Revelation 19, 11, the Bible says, now I saw heaven opened and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. 
And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written. King of kings and Lord of lords. See, the Bible teaches us that he is the man of peace because he will one day return to the earth and destroy evil once and for all. Then there will be true peace on the earth. But until then, you and I are cautioned to guard our hearts and our mouths, right? Proverbs 16, 19, better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it, but the correction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. The Bible says what you allow to come out of your mouth is, is really important. It's an indicator of what's in your heart. And it can also be instrumental in turning your heart. You know, I've learned that speaking words of hope and gratitude and faith actually causes a person's life to begin to be marked by those things. Simply speaking gratitude causes me to be more grateful. It's interesting how saying things out loud matters. And I was thinking about this, you know, I was thinking about life, our church family. Do you struggle with speaking and acting in anger? Then you need to renounce that sin out loud. And I had a lengthy conversation with somebody this past week. It's interesting how difficult it can be, just that simple act. I renounce the sin of anger. Seems almost hokey. Yeah, I think that's the plan, that the enemy wants it to seem kind of weird. I think it's important. You struggle with selfishness? You should renounce that. In other words, you're declaring, I I want no part of that anymore. I renounce selfishness. It's sin. I renounce it. Whatever it is, if there's something or someone that has hindered you from trusting and following Jesus with an undivided heart, renounce it today. Out loud. Tell Jesus out loud that From this day forward, your heart, undivided, belongs to Him. That's all the time we have for today here on Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Pastor Robert will continue sharing these insights from the book of James the next time you join us. You know, the name of our broadcast is Our Heart's Desire to keep the main thing the main thing. Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. 
We here at Main Thing Radio have a strong desire to see God's people discipled on a daily basis. And so we'd like to offer you a free copy of today's broadcast. Log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. And we also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of James. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at www.mainthingradio.com or send an email to questions at calvarymiamibeach.org. That's questions at calvarymiamibeach.org. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of James and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.